My name is Ben Greenfield, and on this episode of the Ben Greenfield Life Podcast. Ben, I'm 61 years old, and I'm having the best sex of my life. I had this incredible weekend of sex, and I had to go to the gynecologist to make sure I didn't break anything. I was like, just check and make sure everything's good. And she said, I have to commend you on how beautiful your vulva is. I can't believe you're 61. Everything looks so good. I never see women in here with vulvas as healthy as yours. What do you do? Faith, family, fitness, health, performance, nutrition, longevity, ancestral living, biohacking, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the show. All right, so I was I was backstage at this conference with a really big 24-hour schedule ahead of me that seems daunting and exhausting. And one of my acquaintances came up to me, offered me like this handful of capsules. This was like six years ago, I think. And I took them because I'm an idiot and I take stuff when I don't know what it is. Anyways, so my brain was like on freaking fire for the next eight hours, like extreme productivity focus. I looked into it later and it, it was basically a bunch of these high purity, vegan, non-GMO ingredients that serve as brain fuel, like a shotgun formula for your brain. And the results were were pretty badass. So it's called quality of mind is what this stuff has eventually become, even though back then it wasn't even bottled in of a label. It was a total startup. And now like they're making this stuff for everybody. Uh, so you go to, you go to a neurohacker.com slash Ben. They're offering this stuff up to 50% off right now. Then my code BGF gets you an extra 15% off. That's a big savings. So it's called quality of mind. You go to neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O hacker.com slash Ben. Use code BGF for an extra 15% off the already huge, big old steep discounts. All right. So if you value your health and you want some cool tools to help you avoid serious problems later on in life, then you should check out DNA testing. There's a company called the DNA Company. They take your genes, they scan it using 4.7 trillion data points. They then generate a report that tells you exactly what health risks you have based on your unique genes, but it doesn't stop there. The DNA Company test then tells you what your health risks are, how to lower your risk, and what diet is right for your genes, what supplements to take, if you need to change environments to avoid toxins. So you can find out all sorts of things, whether you have a risk of arterial inflammation, if you should be taking a methylation supplement, if you have suboptimal fat metabolizing, which would mean like you would, would avoid like a keto diet. Some people actually do need to do that. So this report covers recommendations for reducing your risk for over a hundred different health conditions, breast cancer, Lyme, Alzheimer's, seizures, dementia, dozens more. And if you value your health and you want all the tools you need to take care of your health for life, then you can get this DNA test and uh, I'm going to give you a 50% discount. Go to thednacompany.com slash Ben, and this code is going to expire. I, I don't recall how long they're giving it to us, but it is a, a, a temporary code. So I would get on it today, thednacompany.com slash Ben to get your kit today. Thednacompany.com slash Ben. That's not manufactured scarcity. They told me they did have a limited number of codes. So uh, you snooze, you lose. Enjoy it, though, if you can get it. The DNAcompany.com slash Ben. All right, if you've got a busy schedule, it can be hard to get all your nutrients on the go. And even if you have time to juice vegetables or eat massive salads, you might not love the taste of dark leafy greens. And as we all know, a lack of proper nutrition can lead to things like low energy, bad moods, and all sorts of long-term issues. That's why Organifi makes it easy to fill your life with more nutrition using their delicious superfood blend. You just add a scoop to a glass of water to energize and nourish your day with carefully picked adaptogens, fruits, vegetables, medicinal mushrooms, a whole 
whole lot of other organic ingredients with no chopping, no juicing, no blending, no cleanup. In their green juice, they have stuff like, like Moringa. That's been part of Ayurvedic medicine for over 4,000 years. It's nicknamed the miracle plant for its ability to nourish and fight disease, chock full of vitamins and minerals and essential amino acids and antioxidants. It's often called nature's perfect multivitamin. It's detoxifying, anti-inflammatory, hormone balancing. It's an antioxidant. It supports digestive health. It's amazing. They have, they have ashwagandha in there as an adaptogen. They got chlorella from single-celled green freshwater algae, which is alkalizing and detoxifying. They've also got spirulina, beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, coconut water, 11 different superfoods working together in this fantastic, convenient symphony of incredible energy boosting and detoxifying benefits. And that's just one of their products from Organifi. All their stuff you get 20% off of. You go to Organifi.com slash Ben. That's Organifi with an I.com slash Ben. They'll get you 20% off of your first order from Organifi. All right, folks. So it's it's every so often that on this show, I tackle the somewhat controversial, sometimes embarrassing, but uh, nonetheless, uh, often thrilling topic of optimizing your sex life. For example, I had a podcast with Jamie Wheel in which we discussed like tantric breath work and different type of, of compounds you could use to enhance orgasms, kind of like this, this biohacking sex type of episode. And then I had another podcast episode with my guest on today's show, Susan Bratton, in which we covered all sorts of tips and tricks and supplements and foods to, to optimize things like libido and desire and arousal. And I think that episode actually had like 16 different bedroom and, and sex biohacking tips. And what I'll do is for the show notes uh, for this episode, if you go to bengreenfieldlife.com slash sexy time, S-E-X-Y-T-I-M-E, bengreedforlife.com slash sexy time. I'll link to those two episodes because I think they'd be great for you to listen to in addition to this one that you're about to hear because today to return to the topic of optimizing your sex life, I'm welcoming Susan Bratton back. And uh, Susan has actually been super duper kind of late in terms of sending me and my wife all sorts of different, uh, pri primarily like her, her, her content, her materials, her little books that uh, allow you to really transform your sex life. And, and she's kind of known as like the dear Abby of sex. She's helped millions of people around the world transform their sexual experience and really make sex a lot more fun, a lot more, more interesting. Not that sex isn't fun and interesting in the first place, but she definitely, as you're about to hear, has a really unique approach to, to making this uh, really, really great. So I was actually also in Susan's uh, Sexual Vitality Summit to discuss natural testosterone enhancement uh, some time ago. What was that, Susan? About two years ago that we did that, I think? I think it was more like yeah. three or four. Three or four. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it, it depends if we count the COVID years or not. I don't. I don't know if those even those even get classified. It was just yesterday, Ben. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So I have this giant stack of super fun, uh, not safe for work, but super fun little books that you sent me. I got one called "Come Full Circle: uh, The Multi Orgasmic Lover Manual." The thrust 
lost in time, which I didn't tell my wife I read. I just kind of started using it and blew her away. She she loved it. Uh, the the five steamy sex ed techniques, the seven stimulating sex positions, which also I actually I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you about this too, Susan, during our podcast because it's like this this conundrum of having a little book like this and like laying it out on the bed and practicing it, and then it seeming like it's all just like contrived and and kind of weird that like have a book open while you're having sex at least in my opinion but anyways that seven stimulating sex positions one is really good too one on dominating dominate him tonight uh, the sexual soulmate pact uh the soulmate embrace and then uh steamy sex ed how to be instantly hotter and sexier in bed so you sent all of these up and I've been just kind of like slowly digesting them. And my wife and I have been working a few of these little tactics in here, here and there as we've read these. And so they're, they're all fantastic. And, uh, and I'll, I'll link to information about all of these at, at bengreenfieldlife.com slash sexy time. So first of all, thank you for, for, for all these materials. Do you, do you just like spend a lot of your day, you know, write, writing books or what's a typical day actually look like for you? Well, I just got done working out. I was doing ball slams, rope work. But wait, when you sit, when when <laughs> I interview someone about bands. sex, when I interview someone about sex and they say ball slams, <laughs> I uh, I gotta ask. You, you're talking medicine I balls. I love the balls. <laughs> I am talking ball. I'm talking medicine. But that's how okay. my day starts out. Every day, my day starts out with a workout because. Your libido. So many people are like, ah, my hormones. There's something wrong with my hormones. I don't have any libido. And I'm like, mm, it's actually probably not your hormones. Although if you mm -hmm. took some testosterone, you'd be hornier than ever. Yeah. But it's your physical body and your physical energy are the other side of the same coin of your libido. So, you know, I practice sex. I have sex dates. I have research partners. I have lovers. I have my husband who is my muse. And all of those, you, you said, you know, how, how do you, how do you make it sexy when you're trying a new sex position? You got a book laid out in bed. I think that for a lot of couples getting the ideas from me of what should we do to keep our sex life fun? What, what could we be learning? What's new for us mm -hmm. is what I spend my time doing. You said, you sent me, I sent you a bunch of little books. I always think it's the little hinge that swings the big door with regard to sex. It shouldn't be yeah. something overwhelming. Like one juicy position that, that you've never tried and here's why it's good or one technique or when I sent you those books, I actually put them in order for you. And I said, yeah. first do the soulmate embrace, then learn the sexual soulmate pact, which is how to ask for anything you want or need or talk about anything in the bedroom with total confidence. So I've written like, I don't know, 35, 40 books, but they're always wow. small books because I think that when you give people techniques, whether they're communication techniques, oral pleasuring, sex positions, intercourse techniques like thrust in time, that one, that thrust in time, that little technique, that, and, and most of my books are free. I have advanced orgasm skills that are what I charge for online programs where people learn an actual orgasm technique. But little techniques like thrust in time or sex positions, seven positions or things like that. Those are things that the minute you get it and you try it, like you did with Rust in Time, you had an instant win. You were yeah. like, oh, she yeah. really liked that. 
I'm gonna, that's now part of my repertoire. That Susan Bratton knows what she's talking about. What else does she have? You know, it's like <laughs> that. So what I do is I get up and I work out and then I write sexy things. By the way, I'll give you an opportunity here in a little bit to explain what thrust and time actually is because I'm sure everybody's wondering right now. And, and don't worry, Susan and I are going to get into talking about some of the, some of the the toys and positions and like the the logistics and the ins and outs, haha, pun intended again of uh-huh. of some of this stuff. <laughs> uh, but 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 I I have to I have to ask you, I guess, Susan. One of the things that I'm curious about. And this is relevant, I suppose, to just what comes before sex and is a little bit more of a big picture question. I had originally thought about asking you like, oh, well, how often should you have sex? And, you know, what's the average, you know, number of times per week that, you know, like a like a married couple like my wife and I have sex. But, you know, as you noted to me, it's going to it's going to be highly variant. And we never want to like guilt trip people into thinking that, you know, they got to do it one or three or, or seven seven times or whatever, because that's what your neighbor is doing. But I, I am curious about the difference between males and females, particularly when it comes to arousal patterns, because I think a lot of people don't really understand that. And I'd, I'd love to hear you get into that a little bit. So there is a big difference between male and female desire and arousal and even libido. I I like to think about libido, desire, and arousal as like three concentric interlocking circles, like a Venn diagram, where libido is that body-based energy that you have when when your gut microbiome is good and you're making all your hormones and you're making all your neurotransmitters so you feel good and you have plenty of system resources, then you have desire for sex. When When those are minimal, your desire for sex goes down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when people think it's their hormones, half the time it's their gut microbiome that's the problem, right? They're just not they're not operating well. And then desire is really when people say, "Oh, your brain is the biggest sex organ." Desire is how do I feel about myself? Do I feel beautiful? Do I feel sexy? Do I like the way my genitals look? Hmm. Am I ter- do I feel turned on by life? And then arousal is how we get turned on, the way our body gets into turn on and gets really turned on. And that actually comes back to blood flow as much as it comes back to any of the things you're thinking. And the one thing that I think people really don't understand about turn on and arousal is that When men get turned on, they get turned on pretty quickly. They have the benefit of something called hemodynamics. It even sounds masculine, but it just means blood energy, the flow of your blood. And the chambers in the penis, they're like a straight shot. And the blood runs in. They get, they think, turny on thoughts, and their penis goes boing, and they're turned on, and they're ready to go because every day you get a really nice bath of testosterone that makes you horny, where for women— they're female-bodied people. They're in this 28-day cycle or so, 30, 30 days, 40 days, whatever it might be, 21 days. And so they're going up and into estrus and out. So they're more turned on at different times of the month, though they could get turned on at any time of the month. But we have the same amount of erectile tissue in our vulva, but it's like a pachinko game or like an English muffin where there's all these nooks and crannies that the blood has to flow into. Women actually have three erectile tissue systems in their vulva. They've got the clitoral system, Mm -hmm. the perineal system, 
and the urethral system, and they're all spongy tissue, and they actually wrap around the vagina like a big bracelet of erectile tissue. And so a lot of people, a lot of sex experts will say, you've got to touch the, t- the clitoris to give a woman an orgasm. Right. It's like, well, I think you're talking about the tip of the clitoris. And yes, that's nice. But when a woman's vulva, when all that erectile system is activated and full of blood, it's expanded. It's literally bigger. Like they get, we get an erection. And when we get an erection, we have more surface area, sending more pleasure signals to the brain, making it easier for us to orgasm, which is Mm. why that thrust in time, which we will describe, we promise, we promise, that thrust in time technique, what it does is it remembers, it knows that when you're making love to her and you're having penetrative sex, that her entire vagina is surrounded by erectile tissue and you don't actually need to directly stimulate the tip of the clitoris because if you get her, I'm going to use another word, yoni, Y-O-N-I, mm-hmm. which is kind of a cute word for her vulva because vulva sounds like malva, mulva, you know, it's like a kind of like a, not a sexy yeah. word for a woman's genital system, but yoni is a pretty word and lingam is the penis. So yoni and lingam are cute kind of words we can use for our genitals that sound nice. And so when her yoni gets all plump and fluff and engorged with blood, you don't even, you literally don't even necessarily need to touch the tip of the clitoris and she can have orgasm after orgasm after orgasm after orgasm. So the problem is that when a an XX person and an XY chromosome person get together, a, a female and a male get together, and he's already turned on and ready to go, and she's not yet fully aroused, engorged, and erect, and they have intercourse really early and without enough foreplay turn on her arousal, massage, pleasuring sensation, she can't have an orgasm from intercourse. And then she thinks, oh, well, I can't have an an orgasm from intercourse. And he goes, well, I guess she can't have an orgasm from intercourse, so we'll do some other stuff. Yeah. Instead of understanding that it's actually just, she needs more time to get aroused and get all that blood flowing to her genitals. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I have so many questions based off of a lot of of things that you've mentioned just in the past five minutes. So maybe I'll just go chronologically from, from a few things that you said. First of all, I, I I have to emphasize that I think it really is important the what what you mentioned about libido and sexual performance and sexual pleasure not necessarily being tied to endocrine function or hormonal function. I think that that is something a lot of people pay a lot of attention to without realizing. I mean, you you brought up like the the gut brain axis, or I suppose in this case we call the the gut the gut genital axis, right? And and that's super relevant to me because, you know, I, I do a lot of blood testing. I, I do a lot of hormone testing and, you know, my vitamin D is great and my testosterone is great and my sex hormone binding globulin is low. And, you know, I don't have, you know, you know huge amount of estrogens or anything like that. But like, Case in point, even like last night, right? Like I, I actually wanted to have kind of like a, a little epic lovemaking session last night with Jessa, just because I figured, hey, we're going to talk to Susan tomorrow morning. Might as well get the <laughs> get the momentum going and use a few, few of her tactics. But my my tummy just didn't feel that great after dinner. And you know what? The, the even though my testosterone was elevated and, and the blood flow was good, you know, I'd, I'd use my my watermelon and beetroot extract earlier on in the, in the day for for a little bit of, of, of natural nitric oxide production. I, sex was like the farthest thing from my mind because my stomach was bugging me. 
So I, I think that's important for people to realize, like if, if you've got low libido or, or you have, uh, you know, let's say, you know, less than stellar orgasms or poor sexual performance, don't necessarily just look at like testosterone and estrogen and progesterone, of course, all these things people typically measure. I mean, like you mentioned, Susan, you know, look, look at things like you know, the gut, parasites, yeast, fungus, you know, different overgrowths like that, stealth co-infections, Lyme, like there's, there's a lot of stuff that can go into libido. So I wanted to highlight that for folks, but then when it comes to blood flow, I definitely have some questions for you. Why do you think it is that a guy can experience blood flow in what seems to be a relatively rapid fashion? Whereas, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it seems to take longer for women. Is is that psychological or is there something anatomical or physiological that kind of makes it so that women take a longer time for like the clitoris and the and the and the perineum and the urethral areas to actually engorge with blood. Yeah, it's it is literally just the kind of nooks and crannies situation where the clitoral tissue is uh, a a head and a shaft, just like a mini penis, with two arms called crora and two legs called vestibular bulbs that are right under the pubic hair on each side of the opening to the vagina, which is called the vestibule. The opening is that called the vestibule, and then the the little arms go back up kind of along the roof of the vagina. The urethral sponge is actually literally the urethral tube down which the urine flows from the bladder out the vestibule. That's where she pees and she ejaculates. So just as a man urinates and ejaculates out of his penis, out of that long tube, she has a long tube that comes out of her vestibule above her vagina and below the clitoral tip. And that's where she ejaculates and urinates. So all women can ejaculate. It's not urine. And it comes out of the same tube, just like men. And then that there's a sponge covering that tube. And that's what people call the G spot. But it's a really long tube, kind of kind of like the, the pool noodles that little boys girls play with in the pool, you know, and they whack each other. <laughs> Those whacking instruments, that's what a urethral sponge looks like. That's what the G-spot looks like. And the blood plasma for women seeps down into these things called skeins glands and into that sponge and into the urethra. And then she has this orgasmic contraction that sends the fluid out. And that comes from blood plasma. And her vagina isn't a gland like a prostate is. A prostate is a muscle in a gland. A vagina is a muscle with many layers of tissue inside it that it's super stretchy because a baby has to come out of there. And it squeezes. So if she has good pelvic floor muscles, she can squeeze the penis in the inside her vagina. And that feels really good. The French call that Pompoir, which is a beautiful name pompoir. for squeezing a dick. Pompoir. Okay. And, and, <laughs> like, and what's, what's, what's pompoir, pompoir referred to again? <laughs> That's the squeezing of the vaginal muscles, especially okay. around a penis for increasing the contraction and the pleasure. And the vagina wets itself through blood plasma seeping into the pelvis and blood flow bringing the fluid into the vagina and wetting the walls. If she drinks her watermelon beetroot juice, she gets better blood flow to her pelvis, which increases her engorgement or erection or hard-on of all her tissue. She gets more lubrication 
And she ultimately has better musculature control, so she gets better contractions, which send more powerful orgasmic signals to her brain, so she has more intensity of orgasm. So it's the same exact system. When the blood shoots down those three little chambers of the, the penis, the corpus spongiosum, which is basically his G-spot kind of analogous thing, it's, it's his urethral canal with a sponge around it, and then two, corpus cavernosum, and they're these giant jets of sponge and the blood just goes pew and he goes pew and he gets an erection. She's got to have it all kind of seep and flow in. It's a not as direct a route. So he's got the benefit of daily testosterone at higher levels and he has the benefit of faster acting blood flow hemodynamics. Yeah compared to her. So you know that 20 minutes, it takes 20 minutes of foreplay to get a woman turned on thing? That's basically how long it takes the blood flow to get started rolling in there. 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, so do you, do you think, and, and maybe maybe it's because it's been marketed primarily to men, you know, when, when you look at like, you know, compounds that have sildenafil in it, like, like Viagra, for example, or even like I mentioned earlier, some of these natural things that, that I know a lot of guys use, you know, like, like watermelon or, or beets, or there was one company that recently sent me some stuff. I think it was called a uh, joy mode. Um, it was like, like this powder and it wasn't Viagra, but it was like a, a natural kind of like powder version of that. And I think it did have like, like beet and watermelon or arginine or citrulline or, or some of these, some of these common vasodilatory substances in them, which by the way, for, for men or women listening in most common pre-workout supplements also work pretty well for this type of thing because that's what they're designed to do. Does it help women to take these type of compounds? Would it speed up that process? Maybe like, you know, not, not that we're all about like time hacking here when it comes to sex, but would it allow a woman to perhaps be fully aroused in say like 10 minutes versus 20 minutes? Like, do you recommend those type of things for women? Well, I never recommend pharmaceuticals. What I recommend is natural solutions that help you replace the natural loss of nitric oxide production as you age. And you're absolutely right that for most bodybuilders, they take arginine for the pump. The studies show that citrulline, which is from the watermelon, watermelon is called citrullus vulgaris, and it actually comes from the rind and not the fruit, um, that citrulline is the best thing for people over 40. And so, for example, I have both a publishing company of passionate lovemaking techniques and a supplement company called The 20. And my top selling product is a product called Flow, F-L-O-W. And it's a nitric oxide booster made from organic fruits and vegetables because by the time you're in your 40s, you're you have by the time you're in your 50s, you have half the nitric oxide production you had when you were in your 20s. Jeez. If you're eating plenty of leafy green vegetables and regularly regularly eating beetroot, which is so good for you, et cetera. And so people aren't eating leafy green vegetables. Yeah. And, and maybe I'll link to it in the show notes because I did a whole podcast on nitric oxide and some of the myths uh, surrounding it. So I'll, I'll link to that at bengreenfieldlife.com slash sexy time. People want to go listen to that. But but you mentioned, Susan, about eating a lot of these foods that have nitric oxide precursors or nitrates in them. It turns out, and I don't know if you knew this, if your mouth is too clean, or has fluoride in it, you're unable to actually do the proper conversion of those substances into nitric oxide. So if you're using like mouthwash or drinking heavily fluoridated antibacterial water. Antibacterial mouthwash. Yeah, antibacterial yeah. mouthwash, using a lot of fluoridated toothpaste. 
even even if you're consuming those type of compounds, you actually don't produce adequate nitric oxide. And of course, there's a, there's a whole lot of other things like, you know, nasal breathing or mouth taping while you sleep, like all sorts of little exactly. tricks and hacks for nitric oxide. Uh, but the, this flow supplement that you make that has like the uh, the citrulline in it, do you know Judson, Judson Brandis? I think his name is. Yeah, Judd. Yeah, he's a very good friend of mine. Judd has a citrulline product as well. Um, his is not an organic product. I wanted an organic product, so I formulated it from the ground up. But um, I always love Judd's prostate product, which is called Spunk, his testosterone product called Support T. And he has another product that's also really good that I'm forgetting. There are three products that I actually carry in my store. For people because when I find a great product, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. But I needed I needed an organic nitric oxide product and there isn't anything out there. And so I made one from organic substances for good for people over 40. Okay. So that's why I have my own. Okay. So I think that this is probably the case. More women should think about some of these things that men traditionally, I think, think about more when it comes to blood flow. If they, if they want to kind of optimize things like orgasm and sexual arousal. The women who follow me are all taking flow. Wow. And they're like, oh my God, I've never been wetter. My orgasms are so much better. They're also getting O shots, the orgasm shots, the PRP shots. They're also using their V-Fit, which is their photobiomodulation device that I recommend. I mean, I have a stack for men and I have a stack for women. It's a simple stack. Um, I don't know if you know this, Ben, but I wrote a book on penis enlargement called The Pump Guide, and hmm. there I just launched my second edition of that, and I've had over, over 50,000 copies have been downloaded of that book. Wow. I've helped thousands and thousands and thousands of guys reverse the natural penile atrophy of aging and regain their function both with the, with the stack. It's, it's pumping with a good quality pump. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I recommend the Whopper, the Kaplan pump and Gaines Wave or the Phoenix at home if you're a DIY guy and the P-Shot if you can afford it and flow. So a lot of times a guy can go from taking a 60 milligram dose of Viagra to get an erection down to like 10 milligrams chewed sub and then kind of stuffed under sublingually. If you take it in sublingually, you really bypass that whole like sinus, stuffy sinuses, flushing, headaches Mm -hmm. the next day. You get the dose way down because you've upped your nitric oxide. So you take your flow and then you get some guys have been able to get completely off of having to worry about taking any kind of pharmaceuticals because they top their nitric oxide system. They got their blood flowing back in their penises again. It is so much about the physiology. So yeah. much of it is the pleasure. Yeah. Or you could just fast track it and use the, uh, use the nitric oxide. It's the, uh, the, have you ever used that cream? Then I, I don't think it's called nitric oxide cream. It's called, uh, gosh, you know, what I'm talking about like a lot of people use it for, for, for blood pressure, for example. In the studies that Judd did, it didn't prove out to be effective enough. Oh, really? Judd okay. actually did a study on that. He was looking at a topical nitric oxide yeah. uh, solution. Because okay. I was really excited to get the results of that. He does a lot of clinical research. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's one of my best friends. 
<laughs> so we're nerds together. He teaches me. He's taught me so much. Yeah, it seems so vasodilatory. I almost got dizzy. I think I think it, it dropped my blood pressure. Like like it. it uh, wow. Yeah, it was a l- little bit much. Um, now, when it comes to the other part that you mentioned, the the libido and testosterone component. There's also uh, this idea that women might be able to experience a stronger orgasm if they use testosterone, specifically like a very, very small amount of like a like a topical, like a, like an androgel or testosterone cream applied uh, clitorally uh, before sex. Have you come across that at all? I can't live without testosterone. I love I ha- I have it compounded in organic shea butter, and I just wipe it on my clitoral structure and my labia every morning because I also use intravaginal estrogen um, because I'm 61 years old. Ben, I'm 61 years old and I'm having the best sex of my life. I literally, I had this incredible weekend of sex and I had to go to the gynecologist to make sure I didn't break anything. I was like, just check and make sure everything's good. And she said, I have to commend you on how beautiful your vulva is. I can't believe you're 61. Everything looks so good. I never see women in here with vulvas as healthy as yours. What do you do? (laughs) I was like, yay. Wow. (laughs) And it's because I use estrogen in my vagina. I use my V-Fit red light. I use uh, testosterone on my clitoris and my labia, and I have lots of great sex all the time. And, you know, one of the things that's really good is that there's a huge benefit for women in being on the contraception that allows us to have semen in our vagina. Semen has over 20 beneficial ingredients for women. Everything from luteinizing hormone to regulate our menstrual cycle to zinc for cognitive function to testosterone. We get testosterone from our male bodied partners, both when they kiss us and when they ejaculate inside us. So when you have regular intercourse and you've learned, because it's a learned skill, how to have orgasms from penis and vagina sex without any additional support, just the old in and out, old in and out. And that's a learned skill. And once you realize, oh, it's a learned skill, I'm going to learn it. And you do. And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't know I could learn this. You just want more sex. And then you are closer and you're more connected to your partner and you want to try new things. You want to try more oral things. You want to try more positions. You gain more confidence. You're just healthier. Like it's, it's a definitely one of those snowball effects. The more you have, the better you get, the better you get, the more you want. And it just, it fuels your creativity and your passion for life, not just for your sex life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, you mentioned a couple other things there. I, I don't know if we talked about this on our last episode, but when I did that, uh, that article for, for men's health magazine sometime back, uh, it was called, uh, I think it was like four years ago, they called it new year, new dick. It came out in their January edition and it was, you know, me trying all these things like reduced ejaculation frequency and, you know, red light on the balls and, and, uh, you know, different so-called gas station dick pills, just, just all sorts of crazy stuff. One of the parts of that was stem cell injections 
and then uh, PRP and this gains wave that you talked about, which they typically uh, outfit you with one of these fancy uh, Tesla style penis pumps with afterwards. And my wife joined me with it for a lot of that. Like she did the she did the stem cell injections into the clitoris. She did the gains wave, and a lot of that stuff actually seemed to work pretty well. We we don't do a lot of that anymore, but you know some of these things you mentioned that might be kind of fringe. You know we we've messed around with some of that stuff, and, and it actually does seem to work. Now you brought up the red light. And of course, I've talked in the past about that being a tactic for men to increase the activity of the Leydig cells in the testes to produce more testosterone and possibly also to increase blood flow. You also use that vaginally? Yeah. So there's a couple things. Number one, the pump that I recommend, the Whopper, it now comes with a red light wrap. And it's funny because it's just, it's like a sleeve that goes on the pump. And, um, I, I lost about 30 pounds when I had, I had long haul COVID as you know, but no one else does. And, um, I was, you know, I had all this muscle wasting and, and I, I, I just was so beleaguered. And when I started working out, I swapped out 30 pounds of fat for a bunch of new muscle, but I had really kind of wrinkly skin on the top of my arms above my elbows where my biceps are your skin doesn't snap back when you're older like it does when you're younger and you lose weight. And so I take those penis pump sleeves, I have two of them, and I slide them up on my arms and I've been wearing them on around my biceps every morning for a half an hour while I while I lie there and use my VFit Gold, which is this little intravaginal device that when you turn it on, it has three things. It has it has red light, so photobiomodulation. I'm going to tell you what it does with that. It has um, warmth and it has vibration. It's not a vibrator, but the vibration helps with Kegel toning for pelvic musculature. You need strong pelvic muscular for for avoiding incontinence, which is a big issue for women, and for good orgasmic contraction and sensation. The warmth helps with collagenating the vaginal mucosal tissue. So you're thickening the tissue because it gets thin as your hormone declines as you age. And it helps with painful sex because it's kind of rebuilding. The red light is stimulating new tissue growth, new vaginal mucosal tissue growth, and it's thickening that back up. And it's also for many women, I've had a lot of women who've who've gotten the V-Fit and they've said, you know, I never really liked the way my vagina smelled. There, were, I didn't have any infection. I couldn't figure out what to do. And as soon as I started using that red light inside my vagina, it, it's like that odor went away and now there's no smell at all because your vagina shouldn't really have much of a smell. I just saw this thing, this thing on Instagram where this guy was talking about how 80% of the women he sleeps with, he doesn't like the smell of the woman's vaginas. And my one of my fans sent it to me and said, do you think that's true? Do you think that like that many women don't smell good down there? And I thought about it and I thought, well, in the average universe of the average person on this horrible American diet, their vaginal microbiome is a mirrored reflection of their gut microbiome, and it's probably really off. Hmm. And so, yeah, I have a feeling there's a lot of women out there who could smell a lot better than they do because their whole biomes are just in disarray. A lot of times when women have vaginal issues, I say to them, take uh, take a woman's probiotic and put it in a little coconut oil or a, a little sweet almond oil or something like that. Yeah, that, that's what I was actually going to ask you about was the, these probiotic inserts because I've, I've, I've seen those before. I think my wife has actually used them in the past. Exactly. Just 
stick it right up inside your yoni. And uh, that helps more than trying to take it orally. I mean, that's going to take forever. Does this does the strain matter, by the way, on those like like is there a specific strain that's supposed to be better for the vagina? Yes, there is. I want to say one more thing about that red light. And that red light is that what it does is it remodels the glycogen in the vagina. So it gets rid of that sticky stuff. But here's a really interesting thing. So I had a girlfriend and we both got our vaginal microbiomes tested because if we were going to make love with my partner and we were going to be like swapping biomes, we wanted to see if we had a similar microbiome. Apparently, there are five, four or five basic microbiome lead bacterias that a woman can have. And they're kind of along ethnic lines. Obviously not perfect because there's a lot of, you know, mungiling around now, but um, Caucasian women have, I think it's a lactobacillus lead, lead bacteria. African American women have a different one. Hispanic women have a different one. And Asian women have a different one. And then there's another one that I think is like a real small outlier. And I don't remember what they all are, but women have hereditary, because we, we get this from our mothers as we come out of the womb, we're given our microbiomes, both our vaginal, our breast, we're given our breast microbiomes, our vaginal microbiomes, everything we're given them from our mother. And so my girlfriend and I had the same microbiome and we were like, oh, that's cool. We could just go swapping back and forth and not have to worry about upsetting our biome. So that's like nerdy, sexpert, advanced poly silliness right there. <laughs> Wait, this is the stuff you like about me, right? It's like, oh my God, I never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> For me, as as a uh, as as a uh, a pretty pretty standard uh, monogamous fella in a, in a monogamous relationship, I, I don't know that that'll that'll help me out too much. But the idea of the the bacterial flora being so tied to the actual you know th- things like the odor and then the red light being able to enhance that that's super interesting. Now I, I have to ask you, you know, all, all all sorts of little rabbit holes here, but when you're talking about uh, you know genitalia care have you ever come across this concept of of yoni steaming and the, and the reason i ask you this just just to uh just to set the precedent just just so you know the the direction i'm coming from here i'd heard about it before and then i came across the idea that it was actually pretty good for guys too as far as pelvic floor musculature as far as cleaning that area as far as blood flow uh and i didn't really go out and buy one of those giant yoni steaming sauna kits that you'd sit on has a little burner inside it that kind of runs it all for you. I just basically used a Dutch pot. I made some amazing tea. I used my squatty potty and just kind of squatted over that. And that was about like a month ago and it felt amazing. I've done it three or four times since. But what, what do you think about this idea? I guess for me, it'd be lingam steaming. But what do you think of the idea of yoni steaming? A lot of people swear by it. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, you should. I think you'd find it really interesting. There's obviously all sorts of websites out there where people sell these steam kits. I'm sure you could probably get a, get get one for free as a sex expert you know, sent over to you. But but I, I think it's really interesting. And it actually, it felt super nourishing. And I would imagine, you know, with, with as many women as swear by it, that it's uh, that is something that that might be right up your alley. So 
we started talking about arousal and obviously got drawn into a, a, a whole bunch of little topics related to that. But I want to I want to get into some of the some of the tactics. You know, we we mentioned the thrust in time, and perhaps that'd be a, a perfect place to start. But I, I want to get into to some of the things that you think more people should know about as far as spicing things up in the bedroom. You know, whether it's positions or toys, et cetera. And I realize that's a pretty loaded question, but maybe we could start with the thrust in time and, and then go from there. Yeah, it's actually really easy to answer. I'll give you the big picture and take you right into thrust and time. So one of the things I wrote most recently, I get up and work out and then I go write about sex. And uh, one of the things I wrote about were the 20 kinds of orgasms the male and female body can have. The masculine, the XY body and the XX body. I'm, I'm very gender spectrum supportive. I like the rainbow sparkle universe, but you're either born with a penis or you're born with a vulva. And so when I say man and woman, that's really what I'm saying here. So I want people to understand that I really do support all gender expression. And a lot of times women are pretty aware that they can have a few different kinds of orgasms. Oh, I know there's like G-spot, I know there's vaginal, and I know there's clitoral, and, you know, there's probably anal and, you know, that kind of thing. But that's about as many as a woman. And and she might know, oh, you know, I've heard of female ejaculation, and, and that's interesting to me. And then guys are like... Well, I've heard that you could do like semen retention and there's something about being multi-orgasmic and they think that's like having a fast refractory period. They don't understand what being a multi-orgasmic man is. And men are really, really, really confused about their orgasmic potential where women are a little bit ahead of them in understanding theirs. And so when I tell people you can have 20 kinds of orgasms and number 20 is wild card because there are orgasms I don't yet know about. Just like, I mean, sex is a fast arena, vast. And my area of expertise is basically passionate lovemaking, how to transform having sex into making love. That's what I do. And so the things that I like people to do are understand all the kinds of orgasms they can have. And there are two that women want the most. So I have this new, the the last thing I just created is called your sex life bucket list. And actually, when you and I spoke at a conference recently, my keynote was on this. It was, I walked the whole audience through how to come up with their sex life bucket list, which is what you do when you want to have novelty and variety in your sex life, especially in a long-term monogamous sex life. You want to keep learning new things. And so I walked the whole audience through 48 different types of things that they could experience from the different types of orgasms they could have to different types of orgasm techniques they could do to different types of sex positions. There were all kinds of ideas because that's what people need. They're like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, if we had our sex life bucket list and you did your assessment and he and I did my assessment and then we merged them and we made a little list, we could just see what looked like fun and we'll try that the next time we're having a lovemaking date. And so the sex life bucket list is really fun and thrust in time is one of those sex techniques that helps you have an orgasm from intercourse because you learn from me that it's just a learned skill and you're like, oh my God, okay, I'll learn it. So what Thrust in Time is, and it's at thrustintime.com. It's free. It's a download. You can read it, both read it, and then you kind of know what you're doing. It's basically an ancient Taoist practice that I brought up to the 21st century. Hmm. And it is, it comes from 
the Taoists who did teach semen retention, I found that there are about 5% of men for whom semen retention is really good and about 95% of men who are like, I really like to ejaculate. And I'm like, you do you. Everybody's different. Sex is a bell curve. So this is not a semen retention. What this is is a stamina technique for men because one in four men would consider themselves premature ejaculators. They come before they want to. Mm -hmm. And many men just simply want more stamina. They want to last longer. They don't think they have a problem, but they just want to go and go and go and go and really, really, really satisfy their woman. And they understand that it takes her a while to relax and get in the groove and start to come. And once a woman starts to come, she can keep coming and keep coming. She can literally, I can come for an hour straight. The only reason I stop is because I need to get some water and take a break and just take a rest. So we have this unlimited ability to orgasm. And that's what this technique gets you into is this experience where she's just coming and coming and coming from penetration. And it's a counting technique. It's a stroke technique. It has both the what I would call the shallow or short strokes. They're not fast, though. They're mm -hmm. slow. And long, deep strokes, but not super deep and not slammy and not hard. I'm talking about you are smooth. And the idea is that you do, you, it's a series of, it's based on tens. So you do, when you enter her, you barely enter her. And that introidal sphincter, the opening to her vagina, is a round sphincter muscle. And it's where women experience the most painful part of sex if they're having painful sex. And so it's something where, as a, the masculine, you're just full speed ahead and you're like, you want to plunge inside her. But the problem is that that's a lot for her. And so as the masculine, you need to slow way down and almost tease the opening with just the most delicate little like, hello, knock, knock, knock. I'm here. Let me in, you know, so that she relaxes and opens. So you're not forcing your way in. She's almost pulling you in. You're at the opening and you're creating this desire for her to want you inside her where she opens and takes you in. And so you do these really slow, nine little shallow slow strokes, and then you give her one nice, long, mm -hmm. deep stroke, and then you pull it out. And then you do eight shallow strokes, and then two nice, deep strokes. And then by the time you get to four and five or five and four, and you give her those really nice deep, she's going to be begging you for more and you're not going to give it to her. And pretty soon you're just going to stay on the pattern three and eight and or three and seven and eight. And, two. and at some point she's going to have an orgasm just from penetration without any other, if you've got, done a good warm up, because the, uh, and there's one thing I want to say about the warm ups. Touching the clitoral structures from the outside, using your fingers, your tongue, going down on her, giving her a yoni massage, using a vibrator to get all that tissue really going, all of those things are really good. But there's also everted clitoral erections. Everted means from the inside out. And that's where nipple stimulation and kissing come in. That's why making out hot kissing 
and breast play, not just nipples, but full breast play and nipples, licking, touching, squeezing. Those two things are fantastic foreplay because they are actually getting her turned on from the inside out. They're giving her an internal clitoral erection. And then when you go down to the the vulva itself and you're massaging and kneading and stroking and sliding, and then you've got your tongue in there and then you've got tongue and fingers, before you ever get to anything like thrust in time or penetration, she is all nice and warmed up and plump and engorged and she's got her erections. And then you do thrust in time and she just wants it. She's ready. And that's kind of the opposite of the way a lot of people have sex. They think about sex as intercourse and that's kind of the main event and they probably don't kiss much. Maybe I always call it they grab a boob and stick it in. That's kind of what the basic, you know, having sex is like for most people, where I'm like, here's how to make love and have crazy amounts of orgasms together. All right, so it's no secret our metabolism is under attack. Staggering 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. Sugar is spiking our insulin. Caffeine is overstimulating us. Our quality of life is declining due to obesity and chronic disease. We got to change the way we power our bodies, folks. Now there's a cleaner fuel on the market, Ketone IQ, which is the latest innovation for metabolic health leaders at HVMN which stands for Health via Modern Nutrition. So Ketone IQ is ketones. This is a nutritionally primitive and highly efficient superfuel for the brain and the body. They scientifically prove that this supports mental clarity, athletic performance, and metabolic health. They're 28% more efficient at generating energy than sugar alone, meaning you can do more with less. So ketones are usually made when you push your body to the limits or when you fast or when you carb restrict and your body converts stored fats into energy, but you can kind of cheat and get all the ketone magic without fasting or restricting carbs to get the key physical and cognitive benefits you might be looking for. You kind of have your cake and eat it too. So HVMN is a pioneer in drinkable ketone technologies. You're changing the game with this Ketone 1.0, which is one of the first commercially available ketone esters, but their new Ketone IQ is even better and was created through a $6 million contract from the U.S. Department of Defense in deep partnerships with some of the top researchers in ketone science. It's truly cutting edge. It tastes horrible. I'm not going to lie. And, and you know what? They know that too. Tastes horrible. But oh my goodness, the results are amazing. And honestly, if you put a little stevia and sparkling water and pour it in there, you don't even notice the taste. But I'm just warning you. I don't want to tell you something is amazing and then you get it and realize that it, it has a pucker factor, which it does. But again, it's totally worth it. Some of this stuff that like gets results, like lifting weights, being in a sauna, being cold, it's not pleasant, but man, you get results. At HVMN, they actually stand by their products 100%. So if you're not satisfied, your order is free. That's how much they believe in the power of ketones and you can make them taste good. Visit hvmn.me slash benji and use code benji for 10% off any purchase of Ketone IQ. That's an exclusive offer for my podcast listeners. hvmn.me slash benji and use code benji for 10% off any purchase of Ketone IQ. You know, I'm honestly shocked every time I see a bodybuilder or a fitness influencer or anyone really promoting branch chain amino acids, also known as BCAAs. You see these things all over the place. I just don't get it. They only have three of the nine essential amino acids your body needs. They can cause issues like messing with your serotonin levels and depleting your B vitamins. They affect your blood sugar deleteriously and a whole lot more. But, you know, the dark and dirty secret in the supplements industry is that you can make a lot of money off of the overpriced flavored water that is essentially BCAAs. So I use the word essentially, I suppose, quite fittingly, because the alternative are essential amino acids. Essential amino acids actually have all the amino acids your body actually need 
They are great for energy, great for preserving muscle, great for fasting and keeping the appetite satiated, great for, for nourishing the body for sleep, good for cognitive performance. They're like the Swiss army knife of supplements, these essential amino acids. I'm blown away by the number of people who have heard me talk about essential amino acids on the podcast who have started using them and who literally feel like they're on steroids without actually being on steroids. Keon is the company that has the perfect ratios perfectly primed for recovery, for muscle maintenance, for muscle building. Keon aminos are better than not only every branch chain amino acid supplement out there, but because they're essential amino acids, in my opinion, based on the ratios, the flavor, watermelon, mango, berry, lime, so good, uh, better than any aminos out there, period. And I'm going to give you a 20% discount for the Keon aminos. Go to getkeon.com slash Ben Greenfield. That's getkeon.com slash Ben Greenfield. And they'll give you a special discount on your first time purchase of Keon aminos. It definitely seems to work because uh, she, she loves it and and I absolutely enjoy it. And there is kind of like that that teasing component where, where it, it builds in just like pleasure as you, as you go through this thrust in time. And I think sometimes people might think it seems kind of like fabricated to be counting, you know, certain strokes or depth of strokes as you go. But yeah, you're, you're doing it in your head and you eventually you just don't, you don't even think about it. So um, a few things that you talked about. First, you mentioned the refractory period, you know, re- re- relevant to that period of time between... Uh, a man's uh, sexual arousal patterns. Is there or are there ways to speed up that refractory period? Because I'm sure a lot of guys, you know, once they orgasm once, unless they're a fully multi-orgasmic male, would be curious about ways to be able to get at it again as soon as possible. You know of any methods for that? What I would say is really learning how to become a multi-orgasmic man is the very best thing you can do. Um, When you are able to run full body orgasmic energy, through your body instead of out as an ejaculation. So ejaculation and orgasm are two totally separate systems in the body. And as a matter of fact, a lot of women say to me, wow, when I ejaculate, it doesn't actually feel like an orgasm. It feels more like a, like a release of some kind, but it doesn't feel like I have an orga- orgasm like I would have if my clitoris was getting stroked or something. And I'm like, right, exactly. They're just separate systems in the body. You're ejaculating and that feels incredible, but you're all, you can also have as many orgasms as you want. So can X, Y, men. The way that you learn how to become a multi-orgasmic man is essentially the first thing you need to know is your point of no return. You need to know when you're getting so close to your point of no return that you have to back off. You learn to begin to throttle your turn on, your desire, that sexual energy, that urge to ejaculate. Okay, I'm coming up to a seven. I'm getting close to an eight. I'm going to back down. And you do that through a combination of breathing, PC muscle squeezing, and pelvic relaxation. One of the techniques that we have, the multi-orgasmic lover for men thing that you mentioned at the very beginning of the show, your listeners can get something at freedomaudios.com that explains more about what I'm explaining here. There's a few audios where I go, we, I go into it with Jim Benson, my partner with this program on male multiple orgasm, and we explain what how the squeeze works, how the breathing works, how the pelvic relaxation works, how to practice during masturbation so you can ha- do it while you're having intercourse without worrying about it. And once you begin to be able to have full body orgasms, your orgasm orgasming like a woman does, she's having all these orgasms, 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 and he's starting to do that too. And it's like your tuning forks where you know how you take two tuning forks, you've got one, you bang it against something hard and you hold it up against the other tuning fork and it gets that tuning fork resonating with the original one. That's what 
being lovers is like, where when he's, when a guy goes from being super tight and up in his head and, you know, strategizing about how he's going to make her have orgasms and, and when he's like not connected to his heart and when he's not connected to her and when he's not present with her and he's just worried about everything and he's got anxiety, it's going to make him come too fast. And she's not going to feel like he's close to her. But when he can just breathe and rock and rock her and get in this really nice rhythm with her and look her in the eyes and connect his heart to hers, and he's totally confident that he could just keep on going, then she can relax and she can start to meet him and they can just start coming together as much as they want. And then he can have what we call ejaculatory choice. He can come when he wants to or when she wants him to or when she begs him to and not a second before that. And all that is is a learned skill. And I have taken guys who can't last 30 seconds. They literally can barely get their penis in their partner's vagina and they can go for hours. Wow. And it's literally just training your body how to do it because most men have a very furtive and fast masturbatory practice, which teaches them to come too fast. And when they do, they get freaked out and then they have anxiety and that adds to it. And this me breath, this squeeze, breathe and thrust that work together like a perfect golf swing. There you're making it right onto the green every time and hmm. getting some nice, what are they called? Birdies, eagles? What's a hole in one? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, a hole in one, I, I believe, is just, a, is, just, is just a hole in one. But a, but a, a birdie, one, I believe, is, is one below par. And I'm going to embarrassingly <laughs> admit to my lack of proper golf vernacular. It's been a while since I've, <laughs> since I've played. Uh, so, you know, that, that's interesting. And, and of course, I, I do know that alcohol can, can really inhibit the refractory period or, or, or specifically length in the refractory periods. So that's one thing to think about. But I've, I've also, from a nutritional standpoint, uh, heard that, that glycogen replenishment, you know, similar to what a marathoner might use during a, during a race can assist with that literally like, like having carbohydrates, like having some, some fruit, like blueberries, or I, I suppose in the, in the case of the bedroom, perhaps some chocolate covered strawberries or something like that. There's something about the, the taste of something sweet or the actual carbohydrates or sugar themselves that seem to speed up the refractory period. Have you come across that at all? There are a lot of different things you can do like that that can help some guys. But what I really try to do and why I took the conversation more toward becoming full body male multiple orgasm proficient is that full body male orgasms feel as good as ejaculations. So why would you worry about trying to improve a refractory period and do all of that effort when you could spend that time trying to learn how to have unlimited stamina and ejaculatory choice and heart-connected full-body orgasms? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like focusing on being uh, diminishing your refractory period is like... You know, it's kind of like a simple little thing when there's this giant, wonderful, like, okay, so instead of chocolate and vanilla ice cream, now we've got Neapolitan, big whoop. There's 31 million flavors out there and some of them have sparkle rainbows in them. Let's go for that. That's what male multiple orgasm is. So I don't spend any time worrying about refractory. I spend all my time letting guys know they could have unlimited incredible orgasms and who cares when you ejaculate you ejaculate then it's over why try and why try and screw around at the low level when you could be a high level lover yeah now now one other question related i, I suppose to refractory periods and, and and i guess this is more related to women 
it seems that in most cases, once a woman has orgasmed once, it becomes easier and easier and more frequent as intercourse progresses, if it does progress after that point. Is, is there something to that or is that just a just a myth? No, it's that's true. There's two there's two divergent scenarios that happen in the general sexual population. One is that some women, they have an orgasm and then they're so too messed or engorged that they're overly sensitive and they don't want anymore. And that's because they're driving themselves too hard. They're overstimulating their clitoral system and blowing it up, blowing the circuits. And when women say, yeah, I'm afraid to use a vibrator because then I won't be able to have regular orgasms without a vibrator, you know, I'm like, well, they're all regular orgasms, number one. And number two, just turn the vibrator down a little bit and take your time and just mm -hmm. like build up. Because the more you build up and you start to have nice ease, you want it to be, you want sex to be that easy rolling pleasure. You want it to just keep expanding and building. You don't want it to be this, I'm going to vibrate my clit so hard I have an orgasm and then I'm too sensitive to go any further opposite of that is what you want to do is do what I call orgasmic cross training. My girlfriend, Sherry Winston taught me the phrase. I thought it was brilliant. And there's actually five types of vibrators that I think every woman should have in her pleasure chest. And that way she should roll between them and give herself a lot of different types of stimulation during self-pleasuring and during pleasure with her partner that allow her to have orgasms from a lot of different stimulation. And then she can go on to begin to develop an expanded orgasm practice, learn how to ejaculate and do orgasms from intercourse, analgasms. She can start to play with breast and nipplegasms. She can have oralgasms from both kissing as well as from going down on a male-bodied partner or a dildo. So we have throatgasms. We have so, we have 20 kinds of orgasms. And I love the orgasmic cross-training concept that encourages a woman to move from that single pathway to orgasm to many paths to orgasm, including the touchless orgasm, which is erotic hypnosis. I mean, there's so many kinds you can have. So... When a woman begins to come and she gets on what kind of like on that on that plane, she gets up on that orgasmic, you know, she's getting fully engorged. She's turned on. She's feeling good about herself. Then she can really start coming well and having lots and lots of types of orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now one thing you also mentioned was the uh, the the nipple stimulation. And I've seen a lot of folks recommend these uh, these nipple clamps that I guess provide that that continual stimulation to the nipples. I think it was Jamie Wheel who was originally telling me about this. And I think uh, you can even uh, get the special kind that you hook up little like <laughs> electrodes to and all, all sorts of fancy stuff. But what, what do you think about those those nipple clamps? And this, this is going to lead into a question just as for fair warning for you. I'm, I, I know a lot of people are intimidated about a lot of these toys and, and apparatus in general. And so I, I want to hear your take on those. But then also, I would love to hear about some of the sex toys that you think are just a big win for nearly every, every couple you worked with. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, it's funny because I, I do this thing called Susie's Sexy Show and Tell, and it's it's a crowd pleaser. I literally stand up in front of an audience with a giant table full of toys and devices. You know, I've got my Whopper Pump and my V-Fit Gold, and I've got all those things, and then I've got all the sex toys that I think are the 
fast. And I, I have drawers and drawers and drawers of all these toys. Everybody sends me everything. And there's just a few where I'm like, these are the ones that go in everybody's pleasure chest. And here's why. So I'll get to that. So just like activating your vulva right now, as an example, now I've had seven O shots. You, you mean the, you mean the platelet rich plasma injections into the clitoris? Yes. The platelet rich plasma over the last six years, I've had seven O shots. And I remember that the first one that I had, I'm going to get right to nipple clamps with this, but the first one I had, I was like, oh, I don't know about this PRP. I don't think it did anything. The second one, I'm like, oh, no, no. I just was really desiccated. You at, we atrophy as we age and we need to reconstitute that tissue. And as I was reconstituting it, I'm like, oh my God, my org-. by the third one, I thought, oh, I did not know how much sensation I'd lost. I'm having intensity of orgasms at 60 like I was at 30 now, but I'm coming so much better and in so many more different ways because I've learned all these skills now. So your vulva gets activated with touch and sensation. And I'm going to talk about those five types of of uh, cross-training vibrators for women or sex toys for women because I think that's important. And everybody will be really mad if we don't. All the women will be like, man, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't make her say the five. <laughs> so this gets to nipple clamps because right now you could take a finger with a little bit of, I like organic avocado oil or sweet almond oil as lube. You could take a finger and you could stroke from the hood of my clitoris right above the actual clitoral shaft and tip right down along the little edge of the inner labia on both sides. You could take two fingers and start at the top and trace the little frittily edge of the inner labia all the way down to the bottom near the perineum where it comes together. That's called the fourchette. That's a French word for fork. And when you trace that, I could come the whole time and have the most incredible orgasm from the lightest of touch the lightest of touch. Anywhere you touch my vulva can make me have an orgasm. I do not need direct clitoral stimulation, though I love it, and it's a part of my repertoire. All I'm, I'm telling you that because I learned how to do it all. And the same thing for your nipples. Nipple clamps are really good when you don't feel a lot of sensation and you need to awaken the neural pathways from your nipples to your brain that then begin to awaken everted erections of your clitoris. They start to get your yoni plumped up because they're stimulating those nipples. And so they're really good for that, but there are some women who that's way too much stimulation. A woman, many women can just come from a fingertip barely brushing the tip of the nipple just back and forth. The lightest little brush can keep them coming and coming and coming. And I always encourage people to continue to develop their sensitivity because it expands how long they can come and the ways that they can come, the different from from the different kinds of sensation. And so I think if there's a good goal, it's move from needing a ton of sensation to needing very little sensation. Because the expanded orgasm practice that I mentioned earlier, that practice is a clitoral stroking technique. I've had this practice going on 
18 years now with Tim, my husband, a couple of times a week, I lie down and he strokes me with his one finger. There's a, there's lead ups to it. And there's, there's three opening strokes. There's a closing stroke, but the main stroke of this practice is a simple pad of the finger on the actual clitoris up under the hood about two o'clock is where the, the most sensitive area is for most women. Stroke, 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 stroke. Not the skin, but the meat of the clitoral glands right mm-hmm. underneath the skin. Stroke, 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 pause. Stroke, stroke, stroke. And that's called peaking. And that puts you into, that gets you up into that plane, that orgasmic plane. It gets you up riding on the surface of the orgasmic water and you go way out into orgasmic outer space together. It's a conjoined orgasmic trance state. It's a it's a theta brain wave conjoined state between lovers. He's taking me. I'm riding his ride. We're in the ride together. He's feeling me. He's feeling me come. I'm feeling him deliver the sensation. I'm surrendered to it. And I'm coming and coming and coming from the lightest of strokes. And so these are these are kind of like practices that couples can do that are really incredible practices. If you want to know more about that, that's at Expand Her Orgasm Tonight. There's three books that are free that explain what is expanded orgasm, how it works, what is peaking, and how to touch for rapture. Okay. If you've ever heard of orgasmic meditation, it's like orgasmic meditation. That's another person's version of it. It's also called deliberate orgasm, extended massive orgasm. It's a lineage of practitioners, and we teach it for couples to learn, not singles, but just couples who want to have this practice together. Okay. Got it. All right. So, so back over to the toys, any, any specific ones that you think are, uh, are just amazing for anyone to own. Cause I think it's intimidating. There's obviously hundreds out there. There's so much stuff and most of it is super junky made with phthalates and plasticizers that oh, that's are a good point. not good for you that are going to disrupt your endocrine system. So there are only a few companies that are using super premium silicones as a matter of fact, one of the companies that I work that I like the best is they make their own silicone in their own German factory. They're called Fun Factory. And so they use German motors. They're like the Porsche and they're really good. And they have a product called the NOS, N-O-S, NOS. I don't know what that even means, but it's a it's a penis ring, a cock ring. It goes around the shaft at the base of the penis and it's got these two little vibrating ears that tickle her clitoris. And what's nice about it is that one of the things I really encourage women to do is to learn how to be on top, which is called cowgirl style, Mm -hmm. where it's like missionary, but woman's on top and to learn how to use his penis for your pleasure. And there's basically, this is another thing I recently wrote, which was come with me, the 20 kinds of orgasms, where I teach you how to have all 20 kinds of them. And one of them is this kind of series of sex techniques for intercourse for cowgirl. And I give you a whole bunch. I have a blog. It's at personallifemedia.com. That's where all this is. That's all free. She has two things. She has a slide up and down. And she has a grind all the way down on his penis, pushing her clitoral area against the base of his penis. And when you put that nose down at the bottom of the shaft and she gets on top, 
What you want to do as the masculine is you want to help her. You want her to, you want to hold her hips. You want to help her with rhythm. You want to hold her hands. You want to kiss her. You want to play with her breasts. You want to allow her to find the strokes that feel good inside her, where she's just using you for her pleasure. And sometimes she's sliding up and down. And sometimes she's down at the base, kind of grinding against that vibrator and giving her orgasms that way. The nervous system, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, love toggling back and forth. They need that. That's why thrust and time works well, too, because it's short, shallow with long, deep. It toggles the nervous system. It's that notion that we teach you in expanded orgasm about peaking, where you don't want to deliver constant sensation. You want to deliver, 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 pause. Deliver, 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 pause. And when in the pause, her body reaches for what's missing and it turns her on even more. And then she has even more intense orgasms. So there's a whole bunch of intercourse techniques for her and for him on those come with me blog posts and um, learning how to be a really good rider is so much fun for a couple. Because when you're just lying there and you see your woman on top of you and she's having orgasm after orgasm and all you're doing is just providing the incredible hard penis and she's loving it and you're just getting to watch her and she's got all this confidence in herself and she's coming so well, she feels so great about herself. She feels so sexy and turned on. And that's the kind of woman you want to be with. That woman is radiating just this fantastic confidence, sexy, turned on energy that imbues her whole life. And what, what was the name of that one? It was called the NOS, the Fun Factory NOS. Yeah, NOS. Okay. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, NOS. NOS. I think it's O with a, it's like an O with a line across like, ooh, a NOS. <laughs> okay, got it. Now, now what about these uh, these devices that are that are sometimes used, for example, for for men for things like a prostate massage during sex that are that are inserted rectally, you know, or or similarly for the for women. Have you have you had any experience with those type of things? You betcha. Remember I was telling you about my sex life bucket list and mm -hmm. couples fill it out and then they come up with their top things that they want to experience. Well, I have to say that when I ask people all the time, like, so what were your top ones? You know, <laughs> women always say to me, uh, most commonly women are saying to me, I want to have an orgasm from intercourse. And I'm like, one, you can think bigger, mama. Trust me. You can just come the whole time, but that's okay. We'll start with one. <laughs> and then the second thing they want is female ejaculation. For men, I am so happy to report, Ben, that men are starting to explore their back door. And what they want to do is they want to become multi-orgasmic men and they want to have P-spot orgasms. And the P-spot is the prostate. And so more and more and more men are being in integrating and incorporating prostate massagers into either their sex play or into their self-care. So I have a lot of couples who follow me where she's using her V-Fit and he's pumping his penis and then she's using various toys for masturbation while he's got his prostate massager in. And they're just doing this. They're doing mutual masturbation with sex toys. They're doing mutual self-care, sexual biohacking together. Because when you do those things together, it's still fun, sexy times and you're taking care of yourself. And so I love prostate toys. I think the vibrating ones are really nice. And there's even remote control ones where you can, as the woman, you can 
have him help you insert it and get it in there. And then you've got this little switch that you're using to turn it up as you go. And you can give him a blended orgasm, which is prostate massage using a vibrator in his rectum. And you can control it while you're stroking his cock or even stroking and orally pleasuring him at the same time while you're using that prostate massager. The Peace Bot Orgasm is an explosively fantastic orgasm for a man. Hmm. Now, now for that, I would imagine also you'd want to be careful with the uh, with the the phthalates and the plastics and the type of things that the that the rectal tissue might be exposed to. Or would that be a, a similar process of going through a company like Fun Factory or something like that for for those devices? My favorite is from Hot Octopus with two S's. Hot Octopus, and it's called the Plex P L E X X, and it has a remote control, and it is a beautiful prostate tool. And is, does that one, uh, that, that one actually like vibrate? Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. So what, what, what do you think, you know, and I'm sure a few couples are, are wondering this as they listen, or, or people might be wondering this as they listen. What, what do you say to those who are like, oh man, it's, it's, it's too much, uh, complexity. We're, we're doing just fine with these, you know, these five positions that we really enjoy. And I, I asked that actually, because my wife and I've had this discussions before, like we, we've done podcasts like this, or I've done podcasts like this. And then we've, you know, locked ourselves away in a hotel room for a weekend and just tried out all the new things and the new toys and the things that I've ordered. And then we've also simply had a great deal of satisfaction with, I suppose what you might call the same old, same old, like part of me wonders, well, is that because we're simply staying in our comfort zone too often, or is it the fact that it's okay for it to just be simple sometimes? Does what I'm asking make sense? Like, like it's kind of like this constant nudging at the back of my mind, like, should we be doing more? Because this is really, really amazing right now and it's, and it's working. And then it seems like often, you know, there's a lot of complexity when you're like, you know, filling the backpack full of things to take to the hotel room and, you know, find the babysitter and, and, you know, and be gone for the weekend, et cetera. Or is it a little bit of both? One of the reasons I made the sex life bucket list was to get really clear with each partner what it is you want most to experience because you could try everything. But there are some things that you get maybe your top four to top 10. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I really want to ejaculate. I really want to, I really want to experience the, the bliss of my divine nectar, releasing my divine nectar. And I've never done that. Okay. All right. Let's get a G-spot toy. I've got a whole guide on that at gspotjoy.com. Okay. Um, you know, things like that. Or I really want to have a blended prostate massage. Let's get that plex and let's try that. But for me personally, Ben, I write about all these things, but here's my favorite kind of sex. My favorite kind of a lovemaking date. It always starts with pain cream. <laughs> pain cream? <laughs> pain cream. Okay. My idea of really good foreplay is when my lover rubs whatever is her. Because, you know, I we started this out by me saying I was in the alley doing ball slams and all kinds of stuff. I'm all, I work out every day and there's always like I've always got a little pull or I pulled a little thing or I got a little whatever. And so you can't really surrender into your pleasure if anything is bothering you. You know, I got a little neck thing or I, I stubbed my toe or whatever it is. And so I love for my lover to rub me with a little bit of THC pain cream to get the kinks out. And then I love to lie in his arms and make out with him. And then I love to just stroke our bodies from head to toe 
I love to look at him. I love to do whatever I feel like. I have this thing I call my dope flow sex date, which is a lot of couples feel like, well, first we kiss and then I play with her boobs and then I go down on her and then we have penetrative sex and then we're done. And instead of thinking about it that way, you could be, you could be like, okay, well, I need you inside me right away. It's been like three days and I'm dying for it. And let's just do a few minutes of that. And then I want to go down on you and, oh, definitely let's do some 69 today. And whatever it is, what I like is when two lovers become one. Well, when you can't tell where my orgasms start and his end, where we've just completely surrendered to our pleasure and we're just in the zone and it's beautiful and it's slow and it's languorous and it's sensual and it's loving and it's capricious. Whatever I feel like doing, I'm like, hey, could we do this now? Oh, I've got an idea. Let's try that. Oh, let's do this position. Oh, I'm in the mood for that. And you just flow from thing to thing to thing to thing. There's no toys needed. There's no whatever. And then maybe at the end, after he's had his ejaculation and I still have a few more orgasms in me, he'll be like, well, would you like to lie back against me and I'll play with your boobs while you have use your vibrator and have a few more orgasms? And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I've got a few more in there. I'll get out the big magic wand and go for it. Or other times I'm like, no, babe, I'm good. Let me just snuggle in your arms. And it doesn't require anything other than just us in the moment. And then there's other times where you're like, let's work that bucket list and learn a new skill and try a new thing because that's fun too. And so it's it's having the comfort with your partner to have the breadth of that experience where you're just allowing your body to tell you what it wants in the moment and offering that up as the idea versus having this prescriptive, we're going to try a new thing. The prescriptive, we're going to try new things are fun because sometimes it doesn't go well and you laugh about it and it's a silly thing and you just gave it a try. Like one of the very first things you mentioned was come full circle. That's one of the little ebooks I give away. Yeah. It's the 360 degree sex position. You do that one time and you're done. That's just the thing you checked off your list. You, but it's really fun for people who are like athletic, which is why I sent it to you and Jessa was because it's super cute when you're in really good shape and you can kind of twirl around each other and stay connected. And you're like, okay, wait, okay. My leg goes here now. Okay. You have, I'm going to flip you up. Oh my God, we did it. And then you have like, we, we did that thing. You know, those are fun too. So it's the it's having the spectrum of experiences together that keeps your sex life getting better and better and better on the upward pleasure spiral, as I like to call it. Wow. Well, there, I mean, obviously, you know, j- just a handful of these books, I think people would be set for for many years with a whole bunch of options. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to admit, like, we're still working through the stuff you sent me like six months ago. But, you know, even though we're we're kind of running up against time. Your website is obviously a huge source of knowledge for a lot of this stuff. And, and I will, by the way, if, if folks go to bengreenfieldlife.com slash sexy time, I'll link to a lot of this stuff as well over there if you want to kind of see some of the books that Jessa and I have used and also uh, listen to, to previous podcasts I've done on, on a lot of this stuff. I realize it can be a kind of a, a not safe for work or not safe for the, for the taking the children to soccer practice in the minivan type of audio. But nonetheless, this stuff is it's 
fun. It's important. It helps you bond together as a couple. And, and we're all adults here. And we know that, uh, that, that sex is a big, big part of a thriving and healthy and, and long lasting relationship. And so Susan, once again, I want to thank you for coming on the show, for sharing all this with us. And I think we kind of only scratched the surface of everything I wanted to talk to you about, but we at least hopefully gave folks some, some ideas to spice up their sex life just a little bit more. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. I love you so much. And I really appreciate your inquisitive nature and how much you bring the somatic into sexuality, um, because that's what I, I love to do, too. So we're, we're, very, we're very good in matching that aspect of sexuality and celebrating it. And thank you for your lifelong learning. I really appreciate that. And I love you guys very much. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Susan. And for all you listening in, again, it's bengreenfieldlife.com slash sexy time for the show notes where you can also leave your comments, your questions, and your feedback for me or for Susan or even your own tips to add. And uh, until next time, I'm Ben Greenfield along with Susan Bratton signing out from bengreenfieldlife.com. Have an amazing week. More than ever these days, people like you and me need a fresh, entertaining, well-informed, and often outside-the-box approach to discovering the health and happiness and hope that we all crave. So I hope I've been able to do that for you on this episode today. And if you liked it, or if you love what I'm up to, then please leave me a review on your preferred podcast listening channel, wherever that might be, and just find the Ben Greenfield Life episode. Say something nice. Thanks so much. It means a lot.